0: You're listening to Property Investor Tales, Stories from the Front Yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, Stories from the Front Yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright, and I'm the Head of Coaching at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are, of course, some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guest today is Jared Redmond. Jared learned the power of starting early. He's uh, injected a little bit of romance into the story, which we all like a little bit of romance, right? And investing successfully whilst juggling a young family. Enjoy this conversation with Jared. Jared Redmond, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Tabitha. How you going, buddy?
0: (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. So today we're gonna chat a little bit about uh, your journey with investing, uh, which has certainly had its hoops to jump through. Uh, and I want to get to know a little bit about yourself and what's been going on because uh, from my research when I did some um, some homework on you oh. I found out that you'd been investing since you were 22 and uh, tell me a little bit about that tell me what started your journey with investing
1: to be honest um, m- mum and dad or dad in particular was uh, the property investor in the family he really it was a a house and land package up on the gold coast. And I just remember a bit of property being talked about in the family home uh, through my teens in particular. Oh, yep. um, and you know, when I was 21 years old, my father bought me a book and it was, I think it was Building Wealth Through Investment Property by Jan Summers. I read it and he was yeah. on my back about getting a property and thank goodness he was, cause at the age of 22, I was able to buy, save up a deposit back then it was 20 grand deposit. Wow! Yeah, and bought my first house uh, out in Hoppers Crossing in Melbourne for uh, 172 grand back then.
0: 172 um, grand.
1: Yeah, yeah, first home buyers grant back then as well, which was I think it was close to 20 grand back then as well. So it was a good little wow. deal to get into, and um, yeah, I was away really. I lived in it for 12 months, and then tenants in it for many moons after that. So that's sort of where it started. That's the spark.
0: Huh. And um, when you say you, uh, you moved out after 12 months, because yep. a lot of first homeowners will do that, they'll take advantage yep. of the grants and they'll yep. move in for the you know requisite 12 months or so, and then turn it into an investment. Um, mm. You didn't continue investing at that point, did you? You, uh, you had some oats to sow?
1: <laughs> yeah, look, if I look back now, like we've all got regrets, haven't we? But if I look back now, if I'd only gone again, and again, maybe in my mid to late 20s, uh, yeah. even if they were local places here out at Werribee and Hoppers Crossing, yeah, I'd have a much different story to tell, but um, I had itchy feet and one of the guys that moved in with me for that 12 months, I had a couple of mates move in. I'm not telling any stories about that 12 months in <laughs> my life. Um, yeah, at the age of 26, I, I packed up and went overseas for 12 months and just, you know, university of life.
0: Huh. Um,
1: yeah, and uh, I met my wife.
0: Now, I saw something in your commentary when I was doing some homework on you, and you made a wee note that you met Gemma Yes. And then there was the comment that Gem chased you back to Australia. So you met her in the UK and she chased you back.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hopefully Gemma <laughs> doesn't watch this one in a hurry. But that's, that's my side of the story. But, yeah, we, we met and we were only together for sort of three, four months over there because uh, I already had a used by date in the UK. I had a job waiting for me back here in the logistics oh. industry um, and it was a pretty good job too. So that was the call back home. That was about thirteen months in, and um, Gem stayed there for about six months, and then um, yeah, she come and joined me over here in Oz, and we haven't looked back really. Started a family, etc. <laughs>
0: and um, and so with Gemma chasing you, I still haven't got the story on that. You need to extrapolate and tell me a little bit about that. So oh. what happened?
1: Uh well, obviously there was a there was a real connection between us, and as I said, it was only a couple of months worth. It was probably really bad timing in a way, but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we wanted to um, explore more with each other, I suppose you'd say. And um, yeah, I, I sort of said to Gemma, if you're keen on Australia, what do you think about coming over and living over here for a while? Aww. Seeing, seeing what happens basically. So yep. she, God bless her. She packed up and um, moved her world over here in 2007 or 2008 yep. And um yeah, she found a while to sort of put down roots and find a job, etc. But um that's basically what's happened and she's stayed here, I think it's thirteen years now, fourteen years. Oh,
0: and the rest yeah. is history and there's two children and
1: Couple of kids running around, multiple mortgages, busy life. Um, yeah, lucky we're doing a call now, not half an hour ago, because the place was a little bit different 30 minutes ago when both kids were still here. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I can imagine. Yep. And um, and Gemma has also embraced the uh, the portfolio journey, hasn't she, mm. with building your investments? Yeah. Um, so you guys are on the same page, and I imagine that helps immeasurably.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think um, we're probably a classic busy. Uh, household, like I'm 40 years old now, Gemma's uh, 38, um, Flynn's seven years old, Molly's four years old. So the last five, six, seven years is where we've really turbocharged the portfolio with Power help over the last four or five years being client. And it, we've done it with uh, very young children and children entering the world. Like Molly, I remember we were doing a deal and, and Molly was coming into the world and it was like helter skelter. But I bet you yeah, it can be done. But, you know, like any good household, we have our uh, sort of uh, chores or responsibilities, and I'd probably look after a portfolio a bit more. Um, but, yeah, Gemma's 100% on board and understands there's lots of good going on, and that that's the right thing to be doing for sure. So Awesome. Yep.
0: And so, uh, I mean, obviously, for... Anyone that has a young family that is wanting to invest and hold down, you know, uh, is holding down a full-time job. Um, often both parents holding down jobs. Uh, it does take a lot of organisation, and it sounds like you've got some really good systems uh, in that area. And do you think that's the key to you guys being successful? Because how many properties have you got now? You got about what four, five?
1: Yeah, we've got five investment properties, and then wow. we basically own our own home. Um, outright which is good and have done and we've redrawn on that a couple of times as you do to go again through your investment journey but of yeah yeah we, we sort of have our we call it our um reconciliation night if you like or rico night once a month where we'll get the spreadsheet out and balance the books from the previous month money in money out you know once the kids have gone to bed one night um but yeah there's there's a lot of sort of uh organizing that weekly schedule with the kids in particular, as you've touched on. So yeah, we're both on the same page, which is really good. So
0: that's, that's awesome. And I mean, you guys have done an amazing job um, with your portfolio. And when you build a portfolio, often there's some interesting challenges along the way. Like what would be one of the weirdest or craziest things that happen along the way for you with your portfolio? <laughs>
1: we've had a couple of crazy ones we've probably been (laughs) lucky overall i've got a good COVID story for you but that's very recent that's still unfolding but it's it's just waiting for an insurance payout now so you beauty okay always have good insurances good landlord insurance but um great a story story from about probably 15 years ago i was in my mid-20s and it was um the house in hoppers crossing that we uh i first purchased um I remember it vaguely but I remember the tenant going missing and there was talk of where's the tenant you know the the rent's not paid etc and it was a little bit of time later that we actually found out that um the police might have come and picked him up and taken him away uh, and nothing else was said all, all I heard was that he had maybe gone to prison um so yeah that was kind of a wacky one because he was with us for a good few years and always paid on time so I don't know exactly what happened but um that was pretty wacky that that was a
0: so he just vanished. He just vanished, he in basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and he was in prison, basically. So I uh, don't know much else. I don't, I don't know what he's up to now. But, um, yeah, that was a bit wacky. But um, I was in I was in Tasmania on a short holiday uh, with the lads going to watch a football match. And I remember getting a phone call saying the back fence, at, the property's on the back of a main road. And I remember the back fence getting blown over in the middle of winter, like completely sort of just toppled over. It must have just been ready to go. Uh, And obviously being on the back of a main road, it was quite a sensitive issue that needed work quickly. So that was a funny one to come home to as well.
0: (laughs) Oh, it sounds like, I mean, in any portfolio journey, when you build property, there's always one or two, you know, things that go yeah. awry. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, when we're coaching, we talk a lot about normal problems versus abnormal problems. Mm. Um, and so there's certainly some fun stories, but good to know that over, you know, if you're 40 now, and you started investing at 22, that's yeah. a decent amount of time in the market with a number of properties. And it's good to hear that, you know, there's nothing that's gone too badly uh, you know, yeah. sideways for you. Cause a lot of yeah. people are worried about that. Yeah. Would, yeah. What would your thoughts be on for people that are concerned about the challenges of property? Would that let you, would that stop you from getting into the market? Um, did it worry you? What would you say to somebody that's worried about the stuff that goes sideways?
1: Yeah, I suppose, especially in the last four or five years, being with positive and being in the education program, um, mm-hmm. I really feel like I'm a lot better equipped with all that stuff now. Like, honestly, 18, 19 years ago, when what was it, 20, uh, 18 years ago, 19 years ago when I built that first property, you know, I wouldn't have known what to do with half of this stuff. I would have been leaning on mum and dad, dad in particular with some of his background, with his Gold Coast investment. But, um, yeah, I've learned all the uh, the risk mitigation side of it with having good buffers and good insurances in place even to the extent of some good life insurance and stuff like that all those yeah. things behind you um and as i touched on just before with our richmond investment last year with covid we got through about eight nine ten months at a year without a scratch on any of the portfolio but then we got a big scratch with the tenants basically vacating in richmond and not paying rent for months on end and um as I said, we, we went through Terry Shear, and thanks to Natalie Flanagan, if she's listening. <laughs> um, fantastic job with the r team. they really helped me through it. And we're basically getting all our money back through insurance, which is good. In lost rent, that is.
0: That's awesome. And so Natalie Flanagan and those guys, the R&W, they're your property managers, just for people yes. who aren't familiar Sorry. with yep. the team. Yep. yep. So the property management team um, made sure that you were kept abreast of everything, kept yeah. track of it. You yep. got your insurances. So your lost rent's going to be um, reimbursed to you. Yep, yep. 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 From your Any, insurance. Yep.
1: yep. Any day now, that's due in. So it's taken a long time. It was a long, drawn out process. But yeah, uh, the team at RW were fantastic. Like lots of communication okay. with, with Nat and um, yeah, lots of emails and all that. Because yeah, one of the tenants had moved out. The other one stayed in for a long time and, and eventually stopped paying himself. So it just yeah, it got really messy, to be honest.
0: Right. And so, once again, for anyone listening that might be concerned, because often that's people's concern, is mm, yeah. if my tenants stop paying, and obviously there were some new rules that came in with COVID where you couldn't just kick a tenant out, and um, and there were some drops in rent for people that concern, you know, it would be a concern for a new investor. Um, One of the thing, key coaching tools for the coaches teaching people about investing is buffers. Is that... So having a, a certain amount of money set aside for this kind of stuff, for emergency, is that what um, you were able to draw on? So you had some buffers to yep. manage the fact that your tenants weren't paying rent for a period of time? Is that what happened?
1: Yeah, that that's exactly what happened, mate. Yeah, they, that awesome. got, us, got us out of drama. We, we didn't um, miss a repayment, et cetera. So we right. stayed in the lender's good books. Um, yep. It didn't we got reasonably good cash flow but um yeah those buffers definitely come into action um cuz it was a good sort of 3 or 4 months there of heavily reduced rent or no rent so it started to add up a bit but um yeah having that good buffer in place got us through
0: great and then good communication from the team and your insurances as your backup and yeah Yep, and you live to um, you know I pop out, know. out another day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was really look. It was good in a way. Like we we experienced it, and um, you know all that stuff that Powery had been uh, preaching with the buffers and and yeah. good rental managers and stuff like that as well. It all come to the to the fore. So it was good.
0: Awesome, 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 awesome. And so finally, here's a question just to wrap up that um, that I ask everyone in a podcast. If you were standing in front of young Jared right now, so Jared, 22 years ago, and I think I know what your answer is going to be, what advice would you give to young Jared, uh, looking back and knowing your journey now, what, mm. is there anything you'd do differently, anything you'd change? Um, yeah, what would you say to young Jared?
1: Yeah, the, the, the real obvious one, I suppose, is just, yeah, I would be investing a lot Younger in life, um, if, if only I had come across a positive even in my early 30s as opposed to, you know, four years ago, four and a bit years ago, yeah. uh, get educated, you know, um, mm. go and join a program and um, submerge yourself in it and just learn everything. But, yeah, definitely try and acquire some more assets earlier. If I look back now, I kick myself a little bit that in my 20s, I, I as I said earlier, didn't go again maybe get that second or third one through my 20s but um definitely and I, I try and tell that to people now anyone that's sort of 18 plus and um, you quite often don't have the conversations with people that young maybe but if they do uh, I do mention it you know because I yeah knowing what I know now as you said
0: yeah hindsight's it, a wonderful thing eh
1: it is yeah very much so yep very much <laughs> yes. so
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for um, chatting with me today. No worries.
1: Yep, and, no worries.
0: Um, and we'll speak again soon. Thanks yeah, very much.
1: Thanks, Tab. Thanks for having us today.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank
1: we'll you. See you. Yeah. Cheers. See you soon.
0: Jared, I just realized there was one loop I forgot to close and one question I forgot to ask. And the property that you bought, your first property for $172,000, uh, in
1: Hopper's Crossing,
0: I believe it was.
1: Yep, that's the one. Uh, what do you think that would be worth today? Uh, I reckon it would be worth close to $600,000 right now. Wow. Um, yeah, conservatively, you know, mid-500s. But, um, yeah, we, we've renovated it since we've lived back in it and moved back in and obviously raised the family in it. This is the kids' first home as well.
0: So you still have it?
1: Yes, I've still got it. It's still here. I'm in it right now. So, um, <laughs> that's yeah, so, and to be honest, it's probably been the backbone of the portfolio in a way because buying it so early and getting rid of that debt on it, you know, through my 20s and 30s, I've just, I've been able to leverage off it, haven't I? So, and now we're living in it. So, it's been multi-purpose, which is fantastic.
0: Oh, that's amazing, Joe. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> I'm certainly glad I came back and, uh, and asked that question. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, so the top tip really is get in as early as you can.
1: And just hold.
0: <laughs> if you haven't got in early, you haven't necessarily missed the boat. However, yeah. if you are young and you do have time as part of your leverage for your portfolio, yeah. absolutely get in because it just gives you that kickstart, doesn't it?
1: Just massive. Yeah, to maybe then go and get those couple of cycles, you know, two or three cycles by the time you're 40 something or, yeah. you know, Yeah, incredible. Very powerful. Yep, very grateful
0: for it. Awesome. Thank you, Jared.
1: Take care. Thanks. Uh, Cheers, mate.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's Property Investor Tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales.com at positivementor.com.au we would also love your feedback and i would appreciate a five-star review over on apple podcasts or spotify remember you can watch all of these podcasts over on youtube at positive mentor or at positivementor.com.au until then take care happy investing and bye for now